Hello, this is Rodman Steele. Welcome to the fourth and final episode of our uh, Beatles series podcast. We're coming to an end, and I'm here again with the wonderful Emily McMullen. Please say hi. Hello, everybody. Good to be back. Okay, fantastic. Well, first thing I wanted to do, Emily, was summarize what we've done so far. Yep. Um, and so the whole the whole goal of everything, if we could sum it up into one word, is correlation, right? Mm-hmm. What what for each episode, I've collected data in some w- which which way, um, and tried to see if there's any correlations to something we could find with the Beatles in the most vague senses that we could. What do we start with? The first episode we talked about the hair length of the Beatles. Oh yeah, that was awesome. You went, you went through and you, you got a bunch of photos and you broke out your ruler and yes. you figured out how long all the front pieces of their hair were. And yes. We kind of talked about, you know, fashion and music trends and yes. all that stuff with the Beatles. That was fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That that was that was great. That was very fun to put together with like a ruler mm-hmm. and then literally measure the Beatles' hair over time. Yeah. And, and I, you know, the trend that I wanted to see in that, you know, the hypothesis was like, okay, the length is going to correlate basically with their their goofiness. They're getting more loony. Um, but it didn't. And I think mainly it's because if you look at the graph, and it, you, we'll have a link back to that episode. Uh, at Sgt. Pepper's, which was kind of like the first, the, the the real liftoff of the weirdness, they all cut their hair for that photo shoot. Mm-hmm. So so that, that, that kind of skewed the data. I think if they didn't cut their hair for that photo shoot, it would have been more of a consistent slope. Mm-hmm. But because of that, that's kind of what ended up happening. Uh, and you can go back to the episode to hear about some of the, some of the other possible correlations that we found. Now, what was episode two? Episode two, we talked about um, the post-war economic boom in the U.S. and the U.K., and we talked about how people's wages increased, and this incre- this led to an increase in people's spending on things like records and yes. things for fun. And we looked at that in the correlation of trends in overall music and how the Beatles fit into that. Yes, that and that was very interesting too. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot we could go into there. And I'm sure there's a lot of books written about that yeah. as well. You yeah. know, just about that, what when people started getting more purchasing power and disposable income into the 50s and 60s, and one of the first places to go to was the record. I can't remember, but I remember we, I had a, I had a number uh, adjusted to inflation as to like how much a record cost to someone back in the day. I can't, um, can't remember. Uh, of someone's salary. I think it was the equivalent of like 20 hours of work or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was something yeah. like that. Yeah. If you want to remember the exact number, go and listen to the episode again. Because yes. we had it in there. Yes, it was but. definitely in there. And then episode three was yeah. looking at the charts, right? Yeah, and last week we talked about chart performance and uh, we looked at some trends in just generally the way that people recorded music mm-hmm. uh, throughout the 50s, 60s, 70s and... and we talked a little bit about genres and the way that artists' music yes. changed in those periods. Yes, and man, I mean that—that's another example of one that we could really dive into. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it was so brisk how we went through uh, the genres and what all was happening in the '60s. But you know, the whole—the whole goal of that was just to look at the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the, of the quality of music, that that would be fun to talk about too. Okay, so we're here with our fourth and final one, and like I said last week, so what I've compiled for this week is that I've gone through and I found all, as much as I can uh, in terms of data, 
when Beatles started doing different drugs, a timeline of the of the different drugs, both amphetamines and depressants, mm-hmm. that that the um, that the Beatles were doing over time, as much data as I could on the um, the oh not not effectiveness. What am I thinking of? I'm thinking of um, the usage rate, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, usage rate, um, and then of course all of them. And so as and I'm going to go through it linearly. Kind of going from the beginning and starting, you know, kind of with with what they started with first, and then go down the line. And as we do so, I went ahead and I tested it out Saturday for all the Halloween parties that I went to. But I went ahead and got every one of the drugs that they did. <laughs> and so we're gonna take them each as we go through each one. That's not what I'm talking about today. <laughs> but actually, surprisingly, of all the things that I've studied, I found the most data on the drug thing through what I actually researched today. And uh, I was blown away, honestly, by, by how kind of interesting this was. The research that I did today is running through the Beatles' relationships, mm-hmm. just through their time as the Beatles. I just went from like 58 and I basically stopped at 70, you know, because of course I could, I could keep going. But seeing, you know, I, I have a timeline of when they were dating everyone and major events that were going on in the Beatles' lives, major events that happened in these um, in these relationships, and tried to find correlations to their music um, and what was going on in the Beatles' life with that. And I would say, of all the data we've done, this has the most correlations. This with one their, with their musical sounds. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like this one a lot. That's um, perfect. Yeah, the the two. Uh, yeah, and I found data in a lot of good places. Um, there was a lot of data, and I have summed it up the best I could. I have, I think, about a dozen pages just of notes that I've, wow. that I've summarized. So um, the way I have it is I have, you know, John, Paul, George, and Ringo just all separate. Who would you like to start with? Um, or, and what would you like to know? I'm sorry. Oh, man. I, think, I feel like just as a layperson, you know, not a Beatles expert, if you were to give me a quiz on... Beatles dating relationships. I would get more questions about Paul and John Wright than oh, yeah. George or Ringo. Yes. So maybe let's start with familiar. Let's start with John Lennon. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. John Lennon's the first one mm-hmm. I have down. Yeah. Uh, and let's get through this. So he starts dating in 58 a lady named Cynthia Powell, uh, another British lady. Uh, the story in which they first met in a calligraphy class. They were at like the something... <laughs> Something British School of Art. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, they met in the calligraphy class, and apparently um, Cynthia overheard John talking about another girl in the class and how she was hot. Mm-hmm. And so Cynthia went and dyed her hair and got a new outfit to notice John, and that was it. Um, man, this is a pretty interesting place to start. Cynthia, it's just like, yeah, at least from the data I found, it, uh, I mean, all the data I found, it kind of you could sum it up as this: once she starts dating John, some th- pretty negative things start happening in her life. Oh, that's and, sad. And, yeah, it is. In terms of, she broke up her engagement to be with John Lennon to start dating John wow, Lennon. Wow, that's a risk. Yeah, and uh, John Lennon, you know, as we go through this, through this first part of this relationship, especially, uh, he's a pretty rude dude. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, but she she ended her, her engagements. She, she kind of, I don't think she dropped out of school, but her school life got worse when she started j- dating John. Uh, she did go to go to Hamburg qu- quite often when they were doing their their Hamburg tours and tours in Germany. Um, let's see, 
Uh, but I wrote down that yeah, John Lennon was very toxic, uh, including physically abusive. Uh, he, he saw other girls, and Cynthia basically knew about it, and that was just uh, a thing. Uh, John Lennon got her into amphetamines because oh, they, they were doing amphetamines in Germany to keep up and stuff, and John Lennon was having a fun time with that. Um, they got pregnant with Julian Lennon before the, before they got married. Uh, they got married in 62, 62 and Julian came out in 63. Uh, and he was pretty harsh about Julian, saying that, you know, Julian was born out of a whiskey bottle Aww. and things like that. Yeah. That's um, so sad. I know. Uh, yeah. So... And and so they got married before their first studio album, just 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 to okay. kind of note, you know, because their first studio album, please 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 me, was sixty three March, and they got married at the end of sixty two, and then Julian comes out in sixty three. Their manager at the time, Epstein, required that Cynthia and Julian be hidden from the public eye, okay, as much as possible. Yeah. And that kind of makes sense because, especially considering their image at that time, was yeah. very sort of like boy bandy. Oh, totally. And it kind of makes sense that uh, if, uh, you know, for a mostly female fan base, the they'd want to hide yeah. wife and kid. Yes. To make them uh, seem younger. When I read about this, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, we, we take the Beatles to kind of to be the inventors of modern stardom, huh. of of celebrityness as we know it. Hmm. You know, of course, El we had Elvis and stuff like that, but and Frank Sinatra and people like that, but to be like a, a craze mm -hmm. no. um, and just a center of attention, you know, People Magazine kind of stuff. That was the Beatles. And today, so, so celebrities can be so gimmicky with like how they get attention, you know. Oh, this person's dating that person. This person said what? You know, all the stuff to get on the covers. And so it's, it's interesting that even in the beginning, they were doing this. Because they, they, they wanted to portray John Lennon as a player. Mm -hmm. They wanted to portray that he was getting around, and he was getting around, and they, they wanted to hide, hide his wife and uh, his kid from the public eye, which didn't work because uh, against John Lennon's approval, Cynthia Lennon got Julian uh, christened. And once he got mm -hmm. christened, the public found out about it. Yeah. To which... Um, then Cynthia Lennon sometimes would get attacked on the streets. Oh man! She would receive so much hate mail and stuff. Poor thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I'm her life. Yeah. Her That's life was so not sad. fun. Her I life. So her life was not. This woman. She was in a pretty much kind of what I would say nowadays from the data we have a pretty terrible relationship. Yeah. A pretty would, awful relationship. If if, I, if one of my friends came to me and told me this was their yes. relationship, I would be like, get leave out. Him, yes. Dump him. Yes. Yeah. Um. So. There, there we go with that. Uh, the secrets, the, so the secret was out about the kids. Um, this is the trend of them in the early Beatles. This, this, this culture that I've just described continuing. Um, she's getting dragged into the drug culture as well. Uh, one thing about, about the drug culture though is that once John Lennon starts getting really into drugs, he becomes kind of chill, mm -hmm. so he stops becoming abusive and and that and that kind of stuff. And, and a lot of a yeah. lot of these bad things come to an end. But she was also not fond of it, because a lot of other things were coming with that too, including a relationship with Yoko Ono. Yeah. So at some point, he can he totally confessed to her that he had been playing the whole time yeah. and seeing a lot of people, but he denied the Yoko thing. And then one day she came home early from a vacation and found him in bed with Yoko. Yeah. And there we go. And that that was let's see. She found John Lennon in bed with Yoko in 
68. They got married a month later. Yoko wow. and John in like, That's si- in like 69. So but she stayed with them until 1968. Yes. Ten years. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Ten years. Ten years. Man. Ten year- and, and and John Lennon was with Yoko Ono starting in 67. Yeah. Well, and probably a lot of other women on the side too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. but, but, but like in 60, well, you know, that, I guess I can get into Yoko Ono a little bit. Yeah, he, he, the first person to meet Yoko was Paul mm-hmm. at a photo shoot. Introduces them to John. Uh, she grew up in Japan and New York from a pretty nice family. Uh, was an artist. And we, I mean, we know a lot, a lot of things about her. She, she had a first marriage to to um, a visual, another, oh, no, no, a jazz artist, Anthony Cox. Mm-hmm. I think a, a trumpetist or something yeah. like that. I think I think I knew about that. And wasn't mm-hmm. she quite a bit older than John Lennon? I think, she, yeah, you know, I didn't check that, but I think she was older. I think yeah. I think she is older. I, For I, some I, reason, I, I'm, I I'm remembering she's, she was like seven or eight years older than yeah. him. Oh, no, I think you're right, because she remembers the Doolittle raids, mm-hmm. which yeah. was when America bombed Japan, yeah. actual mainland Japan. So she was there and remembers being in the bomb shelter mm-hmm. for that, which meant that she was like, I, I don't know, nine during World War Two. So she's like, yeah. she's in her 80s, almost her 90s now. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. So that would make her a lot older than John Lennon. Yes. Uh, and so... And didn't she, didn't she have a daughter from her first marriage as well? I did not see that. Yeah, because I remember I remember yeah. reading about that one time, and she had I, oh. she had a daughter from her first marriage. I did not. See and that. when she and her husband, I, it, we can go back and check all this because yeah. I'm just kind of remembering off the top of my head. But I think she had a daughter from her first marriage, and when that marriage like dissolved, her husband like stole her daughter, and they went, and I think they were in a cult or something. Yeah. And she like didn't see her daughter for years. And then she and John, well, I think she told John, oh, I actually have a daughter. Wow. And so then they tried to find her for years and years. Really? And it took a long time, I, I, I think. I think I've heard something about that, but, too. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that didn't show up when I was looking at it. But, yeah. Huh. But anyways, Yoko is really who's central oh, yeah. to, the, to the plot oh, yeah. of this story. Yes, yes. And, and in terms of you know, looking at the music. So uh, it's very clear, you know, from what I've described, the Cynthia, the Cynthia thing. So all through the early Beatles, the Beatles being the Beatles craze, through like '65, it's kind of that terrible relationship. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be hidden from the yeah. public eye. What I described. He starts doing drugs um, around like '65, '66. In fact, I, I I have a quote. Maybe actually, I think it's Paul. I, I think it's it's Paul's wife about him. But I think at some point in '65 or '66, the wives were like, "These guys are totally different," mm-hmm. you know, in terms in terms of drugs. And you can see that in their music. Um, a lot a lot of these people we can see, including John's relationship, start starts faltering as we get into the post Revolver phase, mm-hmm. into Sgt. Pepper's and stuff like that. The White Album, their most angsty album, is you know, and sad and angry and and depressing and everything like that. That during that time, John Lennon. John Lennon's relationship with with Cynthia was coming to an end. Mm. Uh, we're going to continue to see trends like this, and then at during during '69, at the beginning they get married to Yoko. Uh, Yoko ha- was quoted, you know, I think by New York Times as being the lady that broke up the Beatles. She denies that. She said it was all by their own doing, mm-hmm. but it is. But it is known that her presence for the rest of the Abbey Road and Let It Be recording sessions 
was very negative mm. on the people. Mm. And to the point that one time George and John got into a shouting match. Okay. Shouting match, yeah. Um, and then, of course, I could go into how, of course, John and Yoko were big on uh, social justice. Yeah, you know. yeah. All the fame, all the famous photos and uh-huh. everything. Yeah. Yes. I that. And then, and then, you know, John and Yoko start acting really weird. Their music gets weird in the seventies, but I, I, I just kind of stopped this. Yeah. yeah. Got to put a cutoff yeah. date. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, let me see anything else uh, I wrote about her. But yeah, that's it. That okay. that that kind of that, that shows you John and and you know those relationships had a lot of points where they really reflected the changes that were going on in mm-hmm. the music pretty well. Yeah. 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 Okay. What okay. do you want to do next? Let's 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 go to Paul. Okay. Because we mentioned him. Because he introduced yes. John and uh, and Yoko. He did. So he did. Let's go to him next. So Paul, the first thing I'm going to do is just refer back to the timeline I made, just to check on things. Thank you for your patience. Uh, Paul McCartney, uh, from '63 to '68, he was dating. this girl named Jane Asher. So in 63, let's talk about Jane Asher. She is pretty interesting. Uh, Her name is Jane Asher, Jane Asher. 63, she interviewed the Beatles at the age of 17 and started started dating John right right then. Um, She, uh, yeah, interviewed John in 63, which was right when their first studio album came out. Mm-hmm. So, so she is there during the early days as a crazy Beatles fan. Um, they, uh, she was inspiration for a lot of breakup songs. Well, and not exactly breakup songs, but like uh, they had a lot of tri- trials and tribulations in, the, in their relationship. And a lot of Paul songs about trials and tribulations in relationships are about her. Such mm-hmm. as We Can Work It Out, uh, You Won't See Me. Uh, things like things like that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I thought that was cool. In '67, Christmas, they get engaged, and I think like a month later, she catches Paul in bed, mm-hmm. um, and that's in '68. So then Paul is going. It gets really depressed, and Paul's having a bad time through '68, which is when they're recording their most depressing album, the White Album. Uh, okay. So it, it, Jane Asher, very similar kind of scenario to. Cynthia, in which like they they start dating the Beatles craze. Uh, Paul doesn't seem to be like a bad a bad partner, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't get they, they never actually got married. They got engaged and then called off. Uh, but you know they're dating, and then she's not a very big fan of, of the drug stuff that comes off, and mm-hmm. she starts getting wrapped into all the drug stuff and not a fan. Uh, she she was quoted as, as saying in May of '67, just that like she came back from a trip. And it was just like Paul McCartney just seemed completely different in mm-hmm. terms of, and all of them, uh, because of the drugs. And 67 is, let's see exactly what albums were coming, uh, Magical Mystery Tour. So okay. like height of weirdom, right? Yeah. Uh, so do you see you see those similarities? Yeah, it's definitely a parallel with, with John Lennon and, and Cynthia Powell. And it's kind of, well, it's kind of interesting to see just like how much that kind of regular drug use is going to yeah, change your personality. I know. And it's really sad that, you know, it's the it's always the people closest to you that that kind of have it hurts. Yeah, of course. And yeah. yeah, so yeah, 
I, I mean, I'm glad to hear that it sounds like Paul wasn't as as horrible to her as no, John was uh-uh, to Cynthia. Uh-uh. But but, but was, at the same time, yeah. that's still such a sad way for a relationship yes, to end. Yes, it is. And and she had the same qualms, as in she knew the ladies was going on. Mm-hmm. She didn't like the drugs. Yeah. You know, and, and then she got out. So then, uh, so at the beginning of 68, they got divorced. This girl named Linda Eastman shows up, mm-hmm. who uh, he was with for a very long time, yeah. Linda, and married. They get married in in '69, so so okay. she was there um, uh, during the writing of the White Album and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. John or Paul was in a big abusive drug depression, mm-hmm. and he he quotes Linda as pulling him out of that and wrote Aww. the song. Maybe I'm amazed about that. Aww, yeah, sweet. yeah, cool stuff. So anywho, she's she, she's American. She's a chill photographer. Grew up north of New York City. Uh, um, let me see. Oh, she met Paul at the Lonely Hearts Club band shoot. Okay. That's how they met. Oh, she was so she was a photographer for that. Yeah, shoot. yes. Okay, she was it. a photographer got, 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 got. for that, and that she pulled him back out of the thing, and and oh. you know from 1970 to happily ever after. That's sweet. you know for Paul. Is she still living? I think she might be deceased. When Paul, but they was, were together for a long they, time. They were together, and when, when Paul was in Wings, she was there for the Wings okay. stuff and stuff through the seventies. I, th- I think it wasn't until the nineties that they separated. Okay. Yeah, and that's Paul. So the, that's the big two. Let's okay. go ahead and go to George. Sounds great. Because there's not there's not going to be that much with Ringo. It's going to tie in the Ringo. Yeah. Okay, so George Harrison is also very interesting. Uh, again, you know, I told you that we were supposed to record this at the end of last week, but as I just researched, I got so much data, I just yeah. want some extra time to put this together. Let's see. George Harrison. Where's my summary on him? Ah, Patty Boyd. Patty Boyd is cool. She is like the um, trophy wife sort of thing. Love uh, it. Uh, of, That's uh, great. Of, of all the Beatles, as in... George and Patty's relationship is big in the pub in the public okay. eye, kind of thing. Okay. Patty Boyd is super hot '60s model. Love it. She was like, especially once she started dating George and got in the public eye with mm-hmm. that, her career really skyrocketed. Um, so and this it, is like celebrity she, she, couple. She, she's Vogue, Vanity Fair. She's like, she, and, and I think in the. Um, in the modeling world, she's seen as being one of the most influential models in terms okay. of she was like the spearhead, you know, through Vogue and Vanity Fair and and Prada of all of the of this the swinging '60s, you know. And all I know of that is Austin Powers, which is like <laughs> I feel would be so fun to be there just based on that movie, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure is a romanticism of whatever the swinging '60s was. Yeah. But man, so you know, all those cool designs and the funky colors yeah. and stuff. Ah, so apparently. That was her, you know. Okay. She was the model of okay. that. She met she met George on the f- the film set of a Hard Day's Night movie in '64. Okay. Okay. So met in in the Beatles craze days. Um, but and, still, but still later, you know, because I'm thinking about how with publicity they didn't want John letting anybody know about Cynthia and his yes. son. But by 1964, they're okay with relationship in the public eye because this woman is so famous yeah. and she's a model and so totally. this is a celebrity couple it, and it's, it, it, yeah, it, it helps exactly. them. Exactly. It, it helps them. It, it's a celebrity yeah. couple so it helps them. And, and they were a flower power kind of couple. Mm-hmm. Like cutting edge, you know, all that cool stuff. Um, she inspired a lot of uh, love songs. Let me look more closely. Yeah, she inspired a lot of love songs. Um, 
Uh, so her career was great. She also got all tied up with the acid, the the drug thing. That, yep. that there's this one event that I haven't mentioned yet, but that's ha- happened to everyone. Where like everyone was at a dinner with their dentist, and the dentist. Uh, I wrote down the date. This is spring of '65. The Beatles are all all the Beatles and their spouses and stuff are having dinner with their dentist, and their dentist puts LSD in everyone's drink. And and, and that was what I, kind I, of a dentist? I yeah, I know, right? That's so, so, so funny. And that was most people's first experience with LSD. And I don't think any of the wives liked it. She especially didn't like it. She wanted to leave. She was like... I'm not having fun. I would want to leave. Yeah. I mean, if I was just like, oh, by the way, that was spiked. <laughs> Get ready for the next 12 hours. You know. <laughs> Man, ugh, you just go have dinner with your friends. Yes. With the with the boys. Yeah, I and, know. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a commitment they weren't prepared to make at that time, I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess so. And so she's not a fan of that coming up. But she is a fan of all the flower power and the spirituality and the, the Indian influence kind of stuff mm-hmm. coming up. Okay. Um, this surprised me because in Rubber Soul, the album Rubber Soul, which came out in December 65, it had a sitar on it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that before December 1965... Um, George Harrison would have gone to India. But I, and I looked at multiple sources for this because I was just like, that's weird to me. But but apparently he did not go on his first excursion to India until right after their last tour show ever. In oh, okay. September, October 66. Okay. So so that was after Revolver. So so, so re- he had the sitar in there as like a sort of interesting instrument, yeah. but he hadn't visited he hadn't India visited. yet. Uh, okay. According to, to what I found, and I found that really surprising. I totally thought he, he had gone by himself hmm. before, but I, I didn't see that he and Patty did not go until September, October 66. Okay. And, and, the, and so that's after Revolver. And Revolver, that last track, the last track on that is all like sitar bass. Mm-hmm. I think it yeah. has another sitar. There's, there's a lot of stuff. You know? There's several tracks on that yeah. album that have sitar. So, in them. and again, I mentioned this in an earlier episode, but something that us Americans, I think, don't naturally realize is that, you know, think that India was a territory of Britain, mm-hmm. like forever. Yeah. And so culturally, they have really close ties. And, and you know, the 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 idea of the Orient in in uh, British culture, especially at this time, was largely like you know when you thought foreign, exotic, you thought India, mm-hmm. right? So so I'm sure that they knew about the sitar and stuff like that. They knew about these things about Indian culture because because those cultures were pretty well connected, in a in a similar but not to as high of a degree as like you can go to the U.S. state of Hawaii and experience. A whole different culture, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because which, this is because this. I mean, this is another country, really. It, yeah, it's really like, another Hawaii country. Hawaii had its you own know, people. cultural culture a, a thousand language. years old before it, yeah, the U.S. Exactly. Yeah. So, like so that. sort of in that way that you know what w- we have relationships to the Hawaiian culture, mm-hmm. a Native American culture, I guess too, um, since we took over their territories as well. Uh, what we sort of have connections to them, so yeah. th- that makes sense to me. But they they didn't go on their excursion until '66, uh, and they did that right after their last touring show ever. Okay. They get they come back and they're really into yoga and they're vegetarians. Love it when they come back. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, she wanted to use like the Beatles and her platform and stuff to spread this spirituality regeneration ideas and stuff like this, mm-hmm. which I guess they did. Um, uh, stuff starts going bad towards 1970. Okay. Um, so they had a good relationship for a long time. I didn't see anything like like cheating or 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 th- and, and I guess jo- George wasn't doing that many drugs. He was just very spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, I maybe he was into green, but mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't I wasn't reading stuff where Pat Patty was like. Oh, I'm just so annoyed. My I'm husband's so, doing I'm so all this drugs all the yeah, time. Uh, like heavy yeah. drugs, yeah, know, acid and stuff like that. Yeah. So that, so so yes. remind me. Well, they they got together in 1964. He yes. and Patty. Okay. Yes. George and Patty together in 1964, and then by 1970 is when it's like kind of starting to fall apart. Yes. Okay. And man, I'm I'm surprised I don't have this. No, oh, yeah, they got married. Sorry, in '66. Okay. Uh, okay. January '66, right after a rubber soul. Um, so their marriage around this time with the White Album. So remember, with, with everyone we talked about what, the White Album that year, '68 was like a going down year for everyone. Okay. So towards the back end of the '60s, their relationship starts going afoul for a couple reasons. One, uh, Patty couldn't have kids. They found out, Aww. and George didn't want to adopt. Poor thing. Um, uh, she also didn't like Georgia's spirituality, which disapproved of modeling. Oh, he, okay. So I guess he, in terms of their Indian, their 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 new spiritual philosophies that they're they're developing, apparently they, they started diverging in terms of their their goals and wants mm-hmm. at some point. So yeah. so there was a handful of things, which eventually culminated into her having an affair with Ronnie Wood in 1973. Ronnie Wood was the I don't I think at the t- I don't think at the time I should have looked this up. Ronnie Wood is known as the new guy in the uh, Rolling Stones. He's a bassist mm, and, and rhythm okay. guitarist for the Rolling Stones. But he first was playing with Rod Stewart. Okay. Um, but it's funny because the Rolling Stones call him the new guy, even though they've been playing together for fifty years. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anywho, so new she, comparatively, so I guess she she has an affair with Ronnie Wood. And then immediately after that, George Harrison ha- decides to have a, an affair with Marine Star, George ha- oh, Ringo's oh Ringo's wife. Oh, what a mess! And then in 1970, so then they break up in '73. In 1974, Patty Boyd marries Eric Clapton and is the inspiration for Layla okay. and Wonderful Tonight and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. In and out. Crazy. In and then, and so and so Ringo is pretty easy to sum up. He was he started dating this lovely lady named Maureen Cox, in uh, '63. Like you know, she was just crazy Beatles fan, and they had a good relationship. Um, they didn't have many qualms and had kind of had a good time until uh, George Harrison had an affair with her as as Messed a as, as a comeback to his wife. Man. And then there what we go. What a mess. What That's a th- it. What a thing to do with it, your, to your friends. It's interesting. So, so every, every it, it really followed what was going on with their music. Yeah. You know, when they start getting psychedelic, uh, their relationships start getting strained. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, the the, the women were not yeah. fans of what was going on. The it affected their relationships negatively. They all start breaking up basically in two thousand, not two thousand eight, nineteen sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and 1968 is their most depressed time. It's yeah. like they're coming out of Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah. They're coming out of all of all the crazy colors, and they're literally going white. Yeah. You know, and that white album is just angsty. Yeah. And then... And that makes sense. So yeah. so just to sum up, uh-huh. the white album, that album came out in 1968. 
November 68. So, yeah. so like, like, yeah. like in the 68. So they, they, those sessions must have been in 68. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it would have been recorded yeah. that whole year probably. Yes. Yeah. And then, so at the time, John Lennon, he had divorced Cynthia Powell and was getting together with Yoko Ono. Yes. They weren't married yet, but they were about to be. Yes. Then John, or uh, Paul McCartney, he... The, is caught cheating. He's he's been caught cheating by his wife in, in sixty seven, and and so he's in kind of like a new relationship with this other woman, mm-hmm. and he, she's like helping him work through a lot of stuff, yes. but he's still quite troubled. At he's this an time. alcoholic at the yes. time. Okay, yes, and like then that. we've got George, and George and Patty were still together at that time. They were still get together, but things were starting going these were, south. Things were starting towards, to get bad. The end okay, and then the and then with George or uh, Ringo, 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 every like. She, they, they kind of had just had a good relationship. Yeah. He wasn't too crazy at any point, yeah. you know. He did his job. You mm-hmm. know, Ringo is a great example of someone who just killed his job. Yep. You know. He understood the assignment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then his his bandmates just kind of screwed him over by having an affair with his wife. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I know, right? <laughs> kind of bad Isn't for that? him, man. Yeah. I, was like, I remember, I remember uh. reading that, you know, and getting to that and being like, wait, that's Ringo's wife. That's oh, so sad. Man, that's so that's sad. That's so lame. Yeah. Uh, what but a, there what we a go. thing to yeah. do to your best friend. I, 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 so a, a cool place to end, actually seeing how the, the, there was a, a lot of things that reflected what was going on with their music with mm-hmm. this. So throughout this series, we've been talking about different influences, different correlations. You know, where we haven't done enough research to say, oh, for sure, X thing caused this change mm-hmm. in the Beatles music. But we've noticed a lot of relationships, associations, as you said earlier, correlations. Yes. You know, we've talked about fashion, we've talked about larger economic trends, mm-hmm. and now this episode we're kind of getting very personal of, you know, mm-hmm. what's something that's affecting their music from right next to their yes. heart, which is totally. all of these tr- very troubled relationships with women, mm-hmm. you know, all of, <laughs> every every single couple of you talked about that was together in you know 1965-ish. Mm-hmm. By 1975, they weren't together anymore. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's a big mm-hmm. that's a big moment for for a couple to like totally. you know spend some time yeah. together. Especially, I'm thinking a lot about especially um, the women that these four guys were with, like in 1963 and 64, right when they were you know, just at the very beginning of their career. Mm-hmm. Because their lives must have changed so much between 1963 and 1968 even. Oh my gosh. And and thinking about, you know, how like any kind of relationship becomes stressed when your life so changes change. so much. Yeah. And so it's not that surprising that, you know, the relationships didn't survive that amount of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to see or, or to imagine that for instance, their saddest album, the White Album, was was produced during a time when they were reckoning with a lot of this yes. change and really, you know, experiencing the effects of all of this mm-hmm. emotional turmoil mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. Decision making. Yeah. yeah just general decision yep. making. Yeah. It's I, pretty fascinating. Yeah. And I think too, if you just wanted a pretty in depth short summary mm-hmm. of the Beatles in the nineteen sixties, looking at looking at it through the lens of who they were dating. Mm-hmm. Really walk walk through the, all the major points, you know. Yeah. And especially if, yeah. if if I went into a little bit more detail, maybe if, if we tried to make this twice as long, mm-hmm. it would kind of just be a summary of who the Beatles were in the 1960s. Yeah. You know, if you're just looking at it through the lens of the women that they were with. Yep. Yeah. So I I, I had more fun than that than I definitely expected preparing yeah. this one, putting it together. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, it kind of kind of proof that all rock and roll is really about women, isn't it? It, it is. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm looking right behind us at a poster. 
of Steely Dan. And Steely Dan uh, is one of my favorite bands of all time. So that good. They're a jazz, jazz musicians and mm-hmm. decided to go to college for English mm-hmm. to make really awesome, fantastic lyrics. And their lyrics are so deep and so colorful and incredible. They say that half of them are about hookers and half of them are about drugs. Yep. There you go. That's probably accurate. Rock and roll. There we go. 1970s. Okay, Emily, what are we doing next time? Can uh, you tell me something? We, uh, next time we're going to start a series uh, probably on what is music, what makes us like it. Um, we're going to have an episode on why we choose the music we choose. We're going to have an episode on what makes people think about music the way we do, and we're gonna have an episode on what are some words we use to talk about music a lot, and, cool. and yeah, there's a lot in store. It's gonna awesome. be really fun. Sociology, could we call that a lot of sociology? We can call it sociology. Yeah. We're also gonna get into some more uh, technical musical details. Okay, awesome. For the Fantastic. casual listener. Very exciting. Yeah. Exciting times. Be listening, get ready for next episode. Signing off, engage. Yeah.